On this episode of the Big Stick Golf Podcast, it is Masters Week. We made it, everyone. We made it. Finally, 2020 has a Masters. We are here. We're going to get you ready for that. We'll recap Houston real quick, uh, but we're going to get you ready for everything going on in the Masters. Super, super excited. So stick around for that. Also, uh, before we get going, of course, as always, be sure to go check our friends out at Torchbearer Sauces. You can find them at torchbearersauces.com. Use the promo code 9iron at checkout. Any of their delicious sauces are 20% off. Uh, that's the number nine, the word iron at checkout. Also, be sure to go check us out at uh, all of our social handles, Big Stick Golf Official. Uh, we're going to get our betting picks up on the website, bigstickgolf.com. We'll get everything go there ready for you, ready for the Masters. Without further ado, though, let's get going. Here's the podcast. The return to glory. I mean, any tour event's a big deal to win, but to win a major is obviously another level. There it is! Can you believe it? Nick Maldo! so much easier than putting. I should just try to get the ball in one shot every time. Welcome to the Big Stick Golf Podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome in. We are back. The Big Stick Golf Podcast is back because it is Masters Week, the best week of the year. Uh, I've been looking forward to this forever. See, I'm, I'm John Guest, joined as always by C-Money, Carlton Smith. Carlton, how you doing? It's Masters Week. We finally made it. We've been looking forward to this for, I mean, geez, since April, I guess. But, but how are you feeling, man? How, how, how's, it, how's it feel to know that the week is finally here and we can uh, finally watch some golf at Augusta National in 2020? Yeah, two days out, I'm feeling pretty good. The buildup has been, I don't know, it's, it, I still feel like it kind of snuck up on me a little bit just because how yeah. the tournaments have been going. And all of a sudden, you know, Sunday rolls around, that tournament ends. It's like, bam, it's Monday I think it Masters. Was, so. It was super prevalent in our on our minds for, I mean, basically the whole summer until, yeah. um, I mean, we got we got other sports back. So we got, you know, we got basketball, baseball, we got football back now. And, and a lot it of other sports to lose money in. <laughs> yeah. But there was definitely a stretch from, you know, for, I think golf was one of the first uh sporting of sporting activities that was back after after the break from covid and um you know it was on prevalent in our minds like yo we didn't get a masters in april and now these guys are playing it's gonna be months and months until uh, the next until we finally do get one and luckily here we are man it, it's gonna count towards i mean this this 2020 2021 season with two masters and two u.s opens so here here's the first of the yeah, i guess you know it, it, this is the only time we're ever gonna get a, a fall masters and I mean, hopefully ever, because I don't want to have to go through this crap again and then have to uh, postpone it and, and all that good stuff. But we're going to have Masters <laughs> Masters weekend along with a lot of other sports that are, I mean, football and Masters in one weekend. That's that's kind of insane. Um, and we're going to get another one in, in five months. So, I mean, you know, silver linings, I guess. It's, it, we had to wait for 11 months in 2020 to get a Masters, but here we are. We're going to have two we deserve it. five months. We deserve, we deserve it, man. It. It's been a tough year for a lot of people. And uh and we deserve a, a lot of majors to be thrown at us in the, in the golf world. So I'm excited. We're all excited. We're pumped. I actually got uh, a buddy of ours has uh, got some, some um, uh, practice round tickets that weren't, you know, maybe able to use next, next spring, but who said buddy, uh, <laughs> old buddy, it's an old buddy. And he, yeah, but the, but the, everybody that got tickets this year was able to get like a, a voucher for the, uh, the online store. They created an online store for the, for the nice. fall, I guess. And 
I got a I lot saw of they were sending food some, out. Got some <laughs> Christmas presents taken care of. Got some stuff for myself. And uh, yeah, man. So, so, you know, it's kind of a little master's feel. I'm not going to be able to get any like fresh pimento cheese, like <laughs> sandwiches uh, you know, or, a, or a $2 beer or whatever. Uh, and to, you know, obviously be at the course, but you know, it's, it's a little yeah. bit more of an Augusta experience I'm going to get this year than I ever have. Actually, I went to a practice round when I was little, but but that I, I wasn't aware of the things that I would want from the from the from the store <laughs> there. But yeah, it's that'd be cool. It'd be cool uh, getting that that package at some point from the from Augusta, and I'm looking forward to it, man. So let's uh real briefly let's let's get through uh, just a real quick recap of the of Houston like this past week. We had a first time winner, uh, Carlos Ortiz. Big props to him. Congratulations, uh, whole country on his back. It's the first Mex- first player from Mexico to win on the PGA tour in 42 years. And if you would have asked people the last, you know, a couple of years, who did, if you, if a Mexican was going to win, win a PGA tour tournament, who, who would it be? Everybody probably would have said Abraham answer. And uh, that didn't happen. It was Carlos Ortiz, man. So congratulations to him. He shot 65 on Sunday, um, held off a strong field. There was a strong field down there in Houston, getting ready for the, for Augusta. I heard some interesting things about uh, how they set up the course in Houston. Um, they, you know specifically just the greens and and you can't really mimic the augusta greens because of the undulations and stuff but they at least tried to make the speeds kind of somewhat similar to to give the guys a little bit of a preparation for uh for augusta this week so that was interesting we'll have to see if if ortiz keeps up the the stellar putting he put you know everything he, he had everything rolling so i mean we'll see if that uh pays off um he also, let's see, he held off a couple of good, some, some good players were in contention. DJ and uh, Hideki Matsuyama were tied for second, uh, two shots back. And Deki actually shot 62 on Sunday. So he was really making some noise. He was done early, posted an early score, and Ortiz had to go get him. And uh, he did. He shot 65, made it, yeah. made it work. And, um, and then Brooks was in contention too. So it was interesting, interesting little tournament right before uh, Augusta this week. Do you have any thoughts about Houston uh, looking back on it? The uh, the putty hit on eighteen to seal it was pretty cool to watch. Yeah, you could see that sigh of relief on his face when yeah. his caddy kind of put, pops him in the chest. And I don't, I think it was, I can't remember who it was. It was on the green with him. You know, get a little slow clap. Like, hey man, oh yeah, nice putt. I mean, he rolled. You have it to in remember, like these guys have thirty. Yeah, these guys haven't played in front of fans, and uh, that was another big story. Was there was actually some crowd there, and man, it just it it just it's un it's unreal how much more tension is in the air when there's when there's you know a, a, even if it's a small crowd around a green watching you you know try to two putt to win a tournament dude drained it so yeah that, i feel like that that little that was probably a little bit of extra relief because there was a crowd there and, it, and you, you know even i was watching tiger earlier uh today and he was talking it was really cool actually watching him in his press conference talking about like you know just kind of reliving the the experience of winning at augusta last year and, and the taking through like his thought process as he was approaching the green and made the putt and or got made two putted for the win and saw his kids afterwards all that good stuff he's you know teared up a little bit it was great but um I, I you know it's always interesting to hear tiger i got even the the greatest golfer of all time i mean arguably but uh in my opinion the greatest golfer of all time was talking about how nervous he was uh to to make a bogey on 18 to win the masters so it's like it's you know i have to give props to guys when they really that, that they train so hard to handle their nerves and when they put it into in the and the practice and then and, and a guy like a first-time winner makes a 20-footer on 18 to win that's just awesome so i, I gotta give him props for that um yeah. yeah man so great tournament carlos ortiz let's see how he does moving forward uh but that was that was a fun fun tournament to get us ready for the masters this week so let's start getting into it i mean the first Ooh. most prevalent thing on my mind at least so far is the weather is going to be just really bad it's going to be awful um there's this uh, hurricane, is it Ida or Etta, or I, I don't even know how to say it, 
or it's like a tropical storm at some point but it, either way it's 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 really far away it's not that actual storm is not going to affect augusta but it's throwing up all this weather so for uh you know for the next five six days in augusta there's going to be uh, uh quite a bit of rain and it's going to really affect i'm not sure how windy it's going to be uh that far away from the storm it may not be the, the wind may be negligible but the rain is going to really soften up the conditions augusta's yes. of course uh, augusta's of course um of course they it, it's the mo- one of the most pristine well-maintained courses in the world they'll have no problem you know draining the water out making sure the course isn't too soggy or anything like that it'll be fine but how do you think that it's just it, extremely wet conditions are going to affect especially given given what we've seen you know out of guys like bryson who are trying to to bomb it and and and, and uh, obviously benefit from rollout and stuff like that but augusta is a seven it's a 7475 yard course it's super long how do you think that the the soft conditions are going to affect the field uh, this week? I think it's honestly, I think it might help those guys too. Cause I know we talk about rollout, but these guys carry it. And if you're carrying it 310, as opposed to only hitting at 270 and getting to roll out to 300, you're at a distinct advantage. So instead of having a six iron into a green or a par five, you have a shot to have a, a short iron to a wedge and hit it high and it's going to hold too. Even as bad and as tough as these basin-like greens are, the holds should be there. So mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we had some pretty low scores depending yeah. on the rain and the uh, the wind or anything that's affecting them. So Yeah, uh, Guts is always described as a, a second shot course. So the the greens are just, I mean, you, you have to put it in the right places or or especially when it's wet. Uh, or sorry, when it, when it's when it's dry in normal conditions, I guess, um, you know, you you hit a shot a foot off, you know, you 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 pull it or push it a, a foot too far, and it may catch a slope and roll off the green, put you in an impossible up and down. It, it, these these situations occur all over the all over Augusta National, and not only I, I think I, I agree with you. I think the 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 tee shots aren't going to be as affected. It, you know, they're going to get. 30 they're going to take 30 yards of roll off of every you know most of their drives and and that's going to obviously lead to a couple of extra clubs in their approaches but um, I think it's going to be easier to manage the approach shots into the greens um, some of the difficult up you know short game situations that guys are going to be in and I think I think you're right I think it may lead Augusta's of course when it's wet it could potentially play easy uh, relatively and mm-hmm. we could see some low scores. Yeah, maybe a shootout at, at, on Sunday. We'll have to see how it goes. But, um, yeah, so let's see. Let's, let's get in the course real quick. 7,500 yards, essentially, par 72. I, you know, I don't know. Have, they, have you looked into too much how the, the course is – how they said it's going to be different? Uh, obviously, it's going to be wet, but um, just the differences in the course is from April to November, uh, what's, what's it going to be like? I really don't see a whole lot of difference because weather down here and I mean, I live in Georgia too. You grew up in this area. We don't get four like seasons. So April to now it's, it's going to be a little muggy. I would think, especially with all that rain, maybe, maybe chilly, but really honestly, it's going to be conditions wise outside of just rain. It should be about the same. I would think. Yeah. The, I, I believe they normally have Bermuda in April, but I think they're going to have some rye on the course. Uh, this they've, they've sprinkled it in to at least keep it greener. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's going to be tropically tropical kind of weather. It's going to be, I think close to 80 for Thursday and Friday, then on a Friday night, a front's yeah. supposed to come through. And I think the next, I don't think it's going to get too cold though. I think it's going to be like 70 on, on Saturday and Sunday. So, uh, yeah, it's not gonna be cold or anything. It's going to be fine. 
Uh, in, in that regard, I honestly, I think it may be a little chillier in April in these parts than it that's is in, uh, in November. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of weird. It's going to be humid. That's for sure. Yeah. Super humid, <laughs> super sticky, just wet. Uh, it, so yeah, it was, those, that's kind of the, one of the main storylines for me is, is just going to see how, I mean, obviously how the differences in the course and, uh, from, from November to April, just in general, but then also how, how the weather is going to affect the guys. I mean, also we're going to get no azaleas, but we're going to get fall leaves. So that's, that's great. Uh, I've seen some pictures from around the course and it looks beautiful. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. We're gonna have to soak this in because it were, I, hopefully we never get another fall masters again. Um, but the fact that we had to this year, it'll be, it'll be pretty cool to see it looking just, just. I think it adds to the buildup. Like it adds to the, just the, I guess the majesty of this place. We get to see it. It's the spotlight is always on the, the masters and Augusta national, probably mm-hmm. the most famous course in the world outside of maybe the old course. And yeah, like for, I, it, those were modern those, day golfer for sure. I mean, it's those are one A and one B probably, and you can flip flop them either way. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Everybody knows both of those courses. Yeah, I, I but the buildup has been here. That every guy that's been playing through uh, the summer and COVID, through the new season after the tour championship, this is the destination that they've cared about, and yep. like, it's always in the purview. Absolutely. Uh, we might as well. This this is gonna great segue into one of the top storylines uh, going into this week. Every, I mean, every year it's it's one of the top storylines because Rory McIlroy still hasn't won a Masters. He still hasn't completed his uh, career Grand, Grand Slam. Slam, and is getting to the point where it's getting a little dicey because he hasn't even won a major since the 2014 Open uh, Open Championship. So it's been over six years since Rory won a major, um, and he's never won at Augusta. So, it, which is surprising. Does it surprise you that Rory hasn't won a Masters yet? Yeah, especially with. I know he had that catastrophic uh, just collapse in his yeah. earlier years, but yeah. I would have thought at some point he would come back and, and honestly dominated at one point too with his kind yeah. of game. But which who's to say it's not going to happen this year? So absolutely, it's going to be. Uh, I guess one of the story. I mean, one of the things uh, that Augusta's or the Masters is known for, I guess, is the just sprawling crowds. Um, mm-hmm you know, 20, 30 feet deep and they're on these hills and it just looks, it looks so awesome. I, I would say it's probably the, the coolest looking as far as how the, the fans blend into the course, kind of the, one of the coolest yeah. uh, scenes in golf. No, everything's no, in a bowl. Like everything yeah. sits in a bowl and it, it's, everything's on top of each other. You see one hole, you see another hole, you see like, it's, it's a very intimate setting. And I, I think that uh, one of the inspirations for all the, the stadium courses that started to be built around the world were probably just, I mean, Augusta's that way naturally. They, they, it's mm-hmm. just the way the course is kind of set up. But I think it was probably the inspiration for, yeah, it was like, yeah, we need to set this up for, we just need to make courses to where they have natural, if they're, if obviously they're going to be used for, for uh, PGA tournaments, but to where they have natural viewing areas like a stadium. So it's kind of cool to uh, think about um yeah so so no fans this year at augusta uh there probably will be in april i'm, I'm hoping uh assuming that by then maybe we'll have like at least a vaccine or something <laughs> we can we can start doing stuff but uh augusta no fans at augusta this year so that'll be a, a kind of a bummer but you know, we'll, we'll be able to I, honestly i don't know what the course looks like without fans so we'll see you know we see pictures but so it'll be kind of interesting yeah. i mean it's just a different different look but does that yeah i mean that's that's, that's obviously a bummer but um let's see the only golfers uh, sorry the, the so the field this is this was interesting the field is 94 players the ones that were qualified in april so there was no like if the field was set and i want to say it's actually smaller i don't think they had like late um 
like the, a lot of the late qualifiers, the things that you can do in the tournaments leading up to the, to the masters, there was none of that. So the field is smaller at 94 golfers. I don't know what they're going to do with the cut. I don't know if they're going to cut the it. The cut like, is uh, top is top 50 in ties. So, top 50. Okay. So it's so about instead half. of the, so instead of the, the 10 strokes or if, we, if you're within 10 strokes of the lead, like before, which I heard was for the daylight savings time deal to make sure everybody can finish. Oh yeah. Which makes sense. Another storyline. Yeah. Um, we typically, I mean, that's tough. Yeah. We typically don't see many tournaments, um, in this, you know, the, well, that's not true. By the time, you know, the, the January tournaments start rolling around, we'll, we'll have a little bit longer days, but, um, and then obviously further into the spring, we'll have a little bit longer days, but we're not, yeah, we typically don't have uh, tournaments where the sun is setting at like a quarter after five and they're going to have to, I mean, it's kind of sucks because we're, uh, there's not going to be like a, you know, we're not gonna be watching the, the Sunday turn round like right up to like seven o'clock when the sun's setting or whatever it'll be which whatever it'll be a little bit earlier but hopefully a, a similar um, situation but that's another story like we have shortened days and I guess the field's smaller and that's going to help out for for that reason but um, a couple more storylines uh, obviously I don't even want to talk about Jordan Spieth anymore <laughs> I have a note here but it is what it is, man. Sorry, Jordan. No, no, no disrespect. It's just, we talked about him like, Hey man, what's wrong with Jordan? And we have these answers that we give and we're just like, I don't know. As yeah, of man, right now, either. as of right now, he just, he just ain't got it. So we'll have to, uh, maybe one day we'll, we'll get back on him. But, uh, Colin Morikawa's first, uh, first masters. That's interesting. Um, one of the, he's fourth ranked player in the world The Uh, you know, he went from a rookie to a top five player in the world, which is extremely impressive um another i mean everybody else in the top is, is top you know 50 players or so is, is in the field i don't think there's no covid uh it was yeah sergio see. sergio, sergio Garcia, i think abraham yeah. answer maybe is oh, out really? too oh, i want to say he's out i heard that today but dang man imagine yeah. man if you're gonna miss god if you're gonna get covid at any time yeah the week of the that masters is a rough, a rough one yeah that'll be uh, good thing for sergio is he he won one a couple years ago so he's he'll be all right but uh and he can keep coming back for the rest of his life. It's fantastic. Um, we've also got Tiger, obviously, defending his, his championship. He, I, I'm, I'm surprised it took me this long to mention him. Uh, he is – this is the first year he's ever had a chance to tie the all-time Masters records of six that Jack Nicklaus set and uh, when he won the Masters at uh, 1986 at the age of 46. And Tiger now has his it, first shot at tying that. Sorry, go ahead. So not Abraham answer. I think it's uh, Joaquin Neiman. Was oh, okay was man that's a bummer he's been playing so, well like, yeah exactly then uh that kind of sucks to lose him yeah he's he's been uh real solid lately uh he was sorry in, abe <laughs> he was in contention at the uh, u.s open right joaquin was yeah. yeah um man bummer man so that's unfortunate sergio and uh, joaquin neiman are out um yeah so as i was saying tiger's got a chance to tie the all-time uh masters champion list was at six yeah as jack won six and tiger's got five i think it would put him at 16 majors so he's still a few away from uh from the all-time majors list but stuff to stuff to watch out for man he's got a chance and i don't i don't know if we'd expect too much out of him this week but we'll, we'll have to Does watch he? it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean we were saying we would have been yeah. saying the same thing going into last year so i uh, you know does he have a chance i don't know but but uh well I'm, he was playing better last year but true like true It wasn't as weird a year or two. No. Obviously, he hasn't been playing as much. But yeah. Um, all right. So 
yeah, there's to, to add the note to the field, the field was for this edition was confirmed earlier in 2020, which means no one could earn their way in at the last minute or be a, a playthrough, uh, playthrough from the return of golf. So the field is set, 94 players. We've got 26 participants for the first time, uh, including, as we said earlier, number four in the world, Morikawa. Uh, and then as well as the first time, uh, first Masters for PGA Tour Rookie of the Year, Scotty, Scotty. Scheffler. Old Scotty. Uh, then we've got the uh, – I remember – do you remember what – did you we, – we were watching – we were texting, right, about the U.S. Amateur uh, when they were finishing that, that, uh, oh, that course. Yeah. Before. I can't remember. Both of those uh, guys are in that. Uh, Whistle o- strikes or no? Yeah. Band and Dunes, I yep, think. Was yep, it. in Oregon. Yep, that course was amazing. That was a cool – cool. that was a great finish. Uh, I you know, yeah, just was. randomly thought about that. But, but yeah, those, the two guys in the final there are in, are in uh, Andy Ogletree and the runner-up, uh, John Augustine. Uh, both of them well are, are there. And that's really cool. Let's see how they do. Um, and then we've got, I mean, the typical guys. Phil Mickelson's in it again, old 50-year-old Phil. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much of a chance he has this week, um, but uh, we'll have to watch out for that. Give me uh, so give me some thoughts. I mean, we're, everybody's been talking about Bryson, so yes, and that's I feel like needs to be the thing, right? That's yeah. got to be the thing. You know, he's gonna have this uh, spotlight on him for the you know the rest of his uh, maybe for the, at least the foreseeable future. This is the first Masters where he's been bulked. Um, he would have had a chance to obviously play in April, but he. I mean, I would say he's playing better as a bulked up uh, player at this point. And obviously he just won the U.S. Open, which was, you know, I, I've heard people talking this week about Bryson and, and how they, you know, he, he's never going to be good at the Masters because he's, his uh, short game, you know, his, his wedges aren't great and, and you know, yada, 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 just different reasons. Like he's not great approaching and the Masters is a second shot, which I, I get it. I get all that. But the, the man just won at one of the toughest courses in the world. Uh, he was, what did he win by six or seven shots? He, all I remember from that week, obviously he was bombing the ball. He hit not many fairways, but he was close to the green and he was, all I remember was him hitting good wedges and putting really well yeah. and chipping and his short game was amazing. And if he plays like that and he's also hitting at 350 and carry and, and he's 50 yards ahead of everybody, then I, I don't understand where this, this like Bryson, which I guess the stats may back it up. Yada, yada. I get it. Like, I just don't see moving forward. I, I don't see Bryson being a guy saying, okay, my, my, my wedges are a weak part of my game. I'm just not going to get better at it. Uh, like, that's not yeah. going to happen. He's, and he's I, think it's, I think it's more of like the, the short iron stuff too, if anything. The wedges are – they're like every, every pro is pretty dang good with their wedges, but it's that 150, 160-yard shot that he struggled with, which mm-hmm. kind of takes out a play with that weapon he has off the tee. Yeah. And as much as – the masters and Augusta is a second shot course. You create that second shot with your tee shot. Like the long hitters tend to play well here too. Mm-hmm. So if, I mean, if he's got uh 180, 170 or something like that yards into a par five, he's going to have the advantage. And honestly, it's not going to be that much either way. So yeah. some of the lines are talking about him taking yeah. are just unheard of. It's, like, it's, <laughs> it's like gonna he's going to cut the corner on two. He's going like, to yeah. get these huge towering, just hanging uh, draws into fairways is just that, that's got to be the spectacle. That's the story. That that this is what everybody, at least, at least me. I'm not a hater of the Shambo. I kind of his antics are what they are, but I really want to see him whip out that 46 inch driver. I really yeah. like. I just want to see this dude dominate the field. And yeah. if he didn't and <laughs> was didn't make the cut, I wouldn't be surprised either. But yeah, 
yeah. you ran away with it by eight strokes. I mean, man, I, I you know, you can't predict what's going to happen, obviously, but I think winning the U.S. Open is going to, at least mentally yeah. in his head, like he won the toughest uh, tournament in the world to win. Uh, he's the dude. And he like, dominated he, it. It wasn't just like, it wasn't even close. And, um, you know, the Augusta is a course that it requires lower scores to win. So the U.S. Open is like a grind. And if you finish a lot mm-hmm. of times around one or two or three under, then and honestly, going in into the majors, that's I would have said if, if you would ask me what is Bryson's what what major does Bryson have the least chance to win? I would have said the U.S. Open Definitely. for the reasons we talked about. And he just proved that if you hit it 350 into the rough, it's no big deal. Even at the U.S. Open, you can use your swing speed to chop out up around the green maybe on the green and he, he made it he proved it yeah. it is different at augusta i will say the 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 tree lines are different the the tall pine trees just create a completely different situation if you're hitting it into the woods uh compared to uh, you know courses that have different trees around the course uh, sorry go ahead well that's where like i think was it trevor immelman one of these one of the guys that was on tour at one point and it was watching these practice rounds. They're like, you have no idea these lines this guy is taking. Like these, they're they're not there. And he hits them, and then next thing you know, the ball's in the fairway, three hundred fifty yards down down the middle. Yeah. So, I, it's it's like it's like the circus is showing up, and he's mm-hmm. he's the big humongous like gorilla man that's hey, watch what I can do. And he happy Gilmore's his way around the course. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to put it. Happy yeah. Gilmore's his way. Yeah. And I, and I feel like he's after winning the U.S. Open, he's only going to be emboldened by that. He's only going to, oh, yeah. you know, he's like, oh, this works. I'm okay. Let's let's do this. And it's going to be impressive. Uh, win or lose, it's going to be impressive just to see what he does off the tee. And I mean, I'm thinking of the par fives, like like two. I I you know, if he puts it in a good spot, he's going to have an iron into the green. If he hooks it around the 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 like, he can probably hit it down the hill on nine. He can oh, probably yeah. give himself a wedge into nine. If he hits the right drive and it rolls out. They were out. talking about nine. He's, he was trying – was it – who was it? One of the guys was saying that he hits it almost too far on nine. He doesn't get the rollout. So, he's got to temper it back. <laughs> what, what is that? Like, yeah, the, well, the, who the, does that? Yeah, the slope, the slope is like extreme. He I hits guess, it and, too far to utilize the slope. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. And me. that's a slope that most guys don't really get to. Get to, like yeah. The, at least the extreme parts. Like they get to the edge of it and then they can hit a downhill shot uh, like with a wood or something. But uh, most guys don't even get to that. And, man, yeah, it's going to be insane. Um, and then we've got obviously 13. He's going to be able to, to just, oh, yeah. I mean, if he can hit it or hook it around the, like he'll, yeah, he's going to have a wedge in 13 every day. He should, even if he hits it way too far, um, you know, that I don't think it gets you in trouble hitting. Most guys just can't hit it past the, yeah. the fairway. Like on the, like, I don't even know how, yeah. So, and then 15 is a straight shot. If he just doesn't hit it left, he, he hits it straight down the middle and just bombs it. He can catch the slope there yeah. and have a wedge. And I, he really is going to have wedges into probably all the par fives. It's going to be crazy. It'd be cool to let's have him line up and hit the radius of the entire bowl of Augusta. Just hit it as far as you can straight and <laughs> yeah. get to the other side. And like, then, it's, this is going to be awesome. I, like personally, I think it's, this is like back in the nineties, chicks dig the long ball. This yeah. is the kind of stuff that golf, this is like the PGA. I mean, I don't think the PGA was like in quote unquote trouble. Like, you know, no. people talk about the major, the baseball was back then, but as far as the popularity, which I mean, you now, show up, now, I mean, you show up to the driving range, like your average Joe isn't hitting wedges for 30 minutes. They're no. hitting the driver. That's what yeah. you do. And if I, you know, who's who I would be excited to be is the people that uh, on the long drive tours, because I mean, yeah. let's what, what if Bryson wins like, you know, 
I don't know. If, I mean, I'm assuming the God, the money is just too much, but he's going to inspire more and more people to just be bombing it. And that's only going to be more and more people that can hit it extremely far, which can potentially grow the long drive tour. You know, that I'd be excited if yeah. I was them. He's bringing, man, if, whew, if you could get Bryson, uh, one of those clubs, like one of those crank drivers with yeah. those 50 inch or, uh, shafts and all like actually i don't know how much longer their shafts are but i know the the technology in the head is only meant for like an amount of hits in it in general i just yeah. love to see him toe-to-toe with any of those guys because i mean his his carry is just stupid right now the swing speed is just stupid so take a long drive guy and give him a a short game and then this is what you get yeah <laughs> it's uh jamie jamie Sublavsky. That's what people have to remember is, is, you know, people are thinking of him as just this gorilla now, which is what he is. But when before that he was a U.S. amateur champion, he he was winning very decorated one PGA tournaments. He's, he's one of the, he's been one of the, the up and coming, you know, players for, for a number of years. And then he was like, Hey, I'm going to do this. And uh, it's just going to work. And everybody was like, okay, bro. (laughs) You're you're right. Because this was, this is like the add on, like the mad scientist Bryson was the, the iron play, the wedge play, the put like this is just the next evolution of mm-hmm. his the the essentially the scientific swing that he has. So yeah, like it's it's not a joke. <laughs> this is you know, not it, a game. Like he's he, I forgot mash. who I forgot who it was that he started working with, but that guy convinced him that swing speed is is what's the most Elite. important. And, and yeah. he was like, "What do I have to do to get more swing speed? Okay, I'll I'll start eating five thousand calories a day and and become a linebacker." and uh, we'll yeah. do this and swing out of my shoes every time and yada yada yeah yeah man so uh, it's gonna be interesting to watch brooks um it's yeah I, I honestly like i'm as excited to watch I, I i'm just gonna say it i'm as excited to watch brooks play now as i am bryson. To tiger play bro sorry yeah bryson yeah sorry yeah, yeah sorry. definitely i'm excited I'm gonna, to watch brooks play too but yeah, yeah like it's draw at least it's drawing me in. i don't like brooks as much as i like tiger and i'm never gonna root yeah. for him as hard but like it's drawing and it's a draw like it's a draw <laughs> it's a draw that sorry yeah bryce jesus all right sorry to both brooks and bryson my bad um i know you both listen to this podcast so. i think we get bryson and tiger together first round so do we really I'm i didn't oh yeah the tea times came out i forgot to look yeah. at the oh, i forgot to look at the tea times that's yeah i'm pretty sure that was the, one of the yeah pull those groups. up real quick while pull those up real quick while uh while we're chilling and um before we move on so we can uh, kind of go through some of the groups because i um yeah that's gonna be awesome that, i mean i don't know if that was like decided if if uh if it was oh like, no we don't random. we oh, okay it's john rom bryson and Desham bryson DeChambo and louis oosthuizen and then Okay. 755 is Tiger, Shane Lowey, and Andy Ogletree. Oh, I love that there's going to be like super early tea time. Bryson and John Rahm is good, though. That's a pretty good theater. Uh, yeah, of course. We got Bubba and Matt Wolf and Tommy Fleetwood, Molinari, cool. Billy Horschel, Cam Smith. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that was disappointing. I saw a picture of Bryson and Tiger together and I got a, got a little wiggle. So, but it's all good. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Uh, yeah, it's going to be going to be fun. Um, yeah, you, uh, it's gonna be cool that there's like some earlier tea times, like where everything's getting pushed forward. So, I mean, I wake up early now. I don't know about you, but yeah, <laughs> yeah it'd be cool to to wake up I'll and just at, have some coffee and watch the watch these guys play. I'll be at um, work, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so that is it. You got anything else to add before we get moving on to our picks for the week, Masters Week, baby? Uh, we're gonna be double points this week. I need that because I'm way behind already early in the year. I think I've been a clown two tournaments in a row we didn't make any picks the last couple weeks but um i'm a uh, sucking so <laughs> let's get into the picks first though before you uh of course everybody as usual go check out our friends at torchbearer sauces you can find them at torchbearersauces.com 
Use the promo code nine iron at checkout. Uh, that's the number nine, the word iron. 20% off any of their delicious sauces. Uh, we say it every week. Go check them out. They're just fantastic sauces for any occasion. Um, also, go check us out at bigstickgolf.com. Do we, we need to get the picks up, our picks of the week up this week, uh, Big Time Masters picks. I think we've got a little bit more of an elaborate pick set up this week. Uh, so go check that out. Obviously, follow us on all the socials, Big Stick Golf Official, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. So, all right, let's move on. Let's get to our picks of the week, Masters Week. Let's do this. I'm, I'm uh, in last, so I'm going to go ahead and get going. We just talked about him extensively. I'm just going to go my winner this week, Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm going to ride that yeah. train. I'm going to hope that he, he, he keeps the momentum going and starts becoming a, a serious staple as far as the, you know, if he can win this Masters this week, it'll, it'll be one of the, I mean, one of the biggest storylines in golf that in, in a, a long, time, long time. Yeah, yeah, like. This guy, okay, okay. The the U.S. Open wasn't a fluke. If he's able to pull it off, obviously the U.S. Open wasn't just a, a fluky week. And this guy may be uh, winning a lot of majors. And 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 I'm I'm kind of putting putting my money on that this week. I'm going to go with Bryson, Man. just taking those That's... lines, hitting those wedges into par fives. And I, I'm I'm if he gets the short if his short game's good, he's he's probably going to win. So we'll we'll have to see how that pans out. But I'm going to go Bryson with my winner. So you're you're in first, right? So we'll we'll go Keish. Uh, I think Keish am I? Yeah. I think you're up five. Yeah. <laughs> The, the score is right so far as you you got 35 quiche has 30 and i'm sitting at 15 like a chump so <laughs> uh yeah we'll go with quiche's winner next give us quiche's winner he's going to go with john rom so pretty solid pick um yeah played, not, not bad. well he had i think his birthday was today and had that uh epic hole one on 16 oh yeah across the water that was I insane was, somebody mentioned that he might have hit one yesterday in the practice round too so another hole in one i thought like i saw <laughs> some comment that he's today the the amazing one he skipped across the water was a consecutive or consecutive days he's done the same thing so imagine how much awesome. that pisses everybody off uh that hasn't hit yeah. a hole in one in their life and they're like this guy's just messing around in a practice round and he yeah. skips it I think it took a couple of hops too. It was like, yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, man. It was it's like a social. And then he, and then he got it up there. Uh, it rolled around on 16. Yeah. I think they had that pin in a position. It's a practice round where a lot of it feeds like the, the slopes yeah. feed right into it's that, that spot. It's that back left pin. Yeah. So. I mean, it, it's not where it's going to be on Sunday. It's, it's a little higher up the hill where the, the balls just feed right to yeah. that spot. But that's just stupid. Like <laughs> yeah. how, how he pulled that off. And if he, if he did it twice, I mean, granted that's like a tradition in itself, but I don't, I can't remember many hole in ones like that. No, yeah, that's amazing. Um, amazing. But that job. might be like a, the par three tradition too, which we didn't get this year, anyways. Yeah, that's a bummer. No par three tomorrow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that had to be one of the best. Like, you know, it was just messing around in the practice round. No, no pressure and all that good stuff. But Jesus, man, that was that was an imp- yeah. incredible shot. Good shit, good shit, John Rom there. <laughs> um, all right, so let's move on. Let's give us your winner. I'm going to go with Brooks Kepka and. Obviously, he played really well last week, top five uh, finish. And he's been kind of the guy that's been on the mend and quietly in the weeds, I guess. Like, we see him uh, doing some push-ups on the beach, doing his thing, <laughs> like original Team Thick Boy member. Uh, but honestly, like last week, his short game came into play. And I read a stat where it might have been his uh, top three short game, uh, like strokes game with the the wedge and hand kind of round form oh, yeah. so in the week in general. So if he can figure that out, he's a guy that's, he kind of gets forgotten because of the Bryson talk, but he's pretty dang long himself. And if he can handle himself and get those irons and play, man, he could light up a scoreboard. 
and you know it doesn't sit well with him because uh, no. him and him and Bryson have that little interesting little Back feud, little feud going on. So, dear golf gods, if you're listening, if you're out there, for the love of God, can we get Brooks versus Bryson on Sunday at the Masters, please? 2020 sucks so much for so many reasons, <laughs> and this would be a, a really nice silver lining to uh, give us a, a Brooks versus Bryson Sunday at the Masters matchup. We get a Brooks versus Bryson, and then a Tiger and Phil in a final, like a pairing together. That'd be pretty. Yeah. Awesome. Tiger, <laughs> Tiger and Phil are in the last group, are in the first group off playing for uh, uh, last. That would be great. Like a lot more money than people realize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, man, I don't even want, I want, I want them to be up by like 10 shots. I want them yeah. like Brooks and Bryson up no by 10. Question. Nobody else in the tournament is close. It's just Brooks versus Bryson. They don't even need to show any other shots. Just show Brooks and Bryson hitting, show them walking around the course. And like in between shots, don't even, <laughs> I just want to see their interactions. I want to see how they're interacting with their caddies and like what they're doing. And like, that's, that would be just riveting. What if this is what unites them? Like they get on the tee box together and it's like, you know what? Oh, man. I'm going to flex at you and I'm going to flex at you. And we're just going to bomb it and just put on a show. I think the much better uh, scenario would yeah. be in the, on the last hole, uh, Bryson walks in front of Brooks's line and spike marks him. <laughs> and, then they, and then they literally fight on the 18th green. And then they get banned from the, the Masters for the rest of their careers. But one of them wins and they go out with them. They the get game. DQ'd and Scotty Scheffler is holding up the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. They, they finish the tournament, sign their scorecards, oh, okay. and then oh. they fight. And then they get banned for the rest of their careers. So that was the last oh. Masters. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That would be stupid. But uh, it would be fun. Who, what am I kidding? That would be great. But um, all right. So that's going to be fun. <laughs> we, we picked some – I mean, we, we just picked some killers for our winners, Bryson Brooks and yeah. John Rahm. So – we're, we're not pulling we're, we're we're trying to get these 20 points uh for the, yeah, or however many points i don't even know how many points it would be for the win but we're trying to make that happen so let's move on to our sleepers um i'm gonna go with a guy who has been pretty disappointing for a while one of the fan favorites but uh i think this is a uh especially given the the, the conditions and everything if he can you know can what he's kind of known for is precision um, and, and if he can be precise and get the putter rolling, which is one of the things that separates people at Augusta, I'm going to go with Ricky Fowler as my sleeper. Um, you know, I, I, a guy I can root for too. So that's going to be fun. But, uh, I, you know, I, I think it's a, a week, you know, where, he, where he's a little under the radar at, in general. Now, you know, people don't really expect him to win. And, but, uh, I think it could be a, a chance for Ricky to to use kind his strength. right the ship a little bit. Yeah, to use his strengths. I, I think Augusta's a good course for him. I think he's gonna yeah. have a good chance to win a Masters uh, at least for the next probably ten years in his career. I I, I, I don't want to see him become yeah. one of the next the next you know. Yeah. Uh, you he's know, going through some uh, what swing changes, mm -hmm. and uh, I know you talk about like him possibly becoming the next Phil, but it was I was listening to a guy talk about how uh you know bubba's this is a bubba course and i'm kind of surprised none of us picked bubba and how he's i know it it kind of favors lefties in a way i know not many have won it but still like the the look of the land favors their play but yeah he described bubba as a defensive putter and his and how he kind of lets the ball die in and what that yeah. does is you don't allow the ball to really get past and you're worried about hammering and really going after putts mm -hmm. and he's like that's the, the exact opposite of ricky yeah and that's, that's what's true. made ricky such a good putter is like you know the old saying 100 of uh, putts left short don't go in like he's yeah. he's not worried about that three foot comebacker like he wants to run the ball in that putter gets hot man mm -hmm. like ricky can really make some noise too this week so yeah that's uh it, it's the easiest way to start stuff out online is being aggressive you know yeah. if you're, you if, you're uh, out. 
if you're a little bit off left or right, you're going to have a comeback putt and every once in a while. But yeah, this, I, I agree 100%. If, if he's, uh, you know, if he's, if he's spot on with his putting, he's, he's going to be, he's going to be there. Yeah. It should be a little easier on the greens this week. So it kind of brings the field together a little bit. It may not, um, that, that honestly, that may be something that hurts Bubba a little bit. You just mentioned, um, yeah. if he's not able to quite be as, if he has to be a little more aggressive, it may not set up uh, well as well for him as, as years pass. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see just in general, how the greens are playing, uh, compared to obviously a typical April uh, situation, but, mm-hmm. um, so that'll be interesting for sure. All right. So Ricky, my sleeper, give us a Keisha sleeper. Kevin Kisner. The old he's local, favorite. old Love fan favorite. Keys. He's sort of local, but uh, yeah, that'd be really cool, man. That that'd be a story that people would enjoy as much as they enjoyed Bubba, um, winning a couple times. But yeah, Kisner's kind of in that same group as far as like likable guys on the tour, so that'd be awesome. Um, don't really know much about yeah. how his game is right now. Can't really add much to that except he's he's a cool guy. And it'd be cool to see. Um, all right, yeah. so that's Keish got Kisner. So give us your sleeper. I'm going to go kind of in line with the whole the Bombers theme. And, again, we talked about Brooks being forgotten how long he is. I'm going to go with Cam Champ, a guy that's led the tour in, in driving. And he's he's another dude that was on the up and up as a young guy and you know, kind of plateaued a bit when these other dudes seem to race in front of him. But uh, if if that driver's hot and he's playing well and he can kind of figure out those irons, man, he's got a chance to put, put some decent scores up and maybe make a run at it. We'll see. Absolutely, yeah um we'll, we'll see how it goes so cam champ is there uh your sleeper pick so all right let's move on to our we have actually have a cut this week so let's move on to our uh, biggest name to miss the cut so my pick this week for uh biggest name to miss the cut is strictly just because it's uh his first ever masters um it's a course that i think it takes a lot of, a lot of guys it takes them a few years to even get to the point where they kind of have it a little bit figured out to where they could start posting low enough scores uh, that can, 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 can be in contention at the end. So I'm going to ride that train. I'm going to go with Colin Morikawa. He's fantastic, top five player in the world, but uh, I, I'm just going to bet the fact that he is playing in his first Masters is going to be detrimental to his week, and he is going to miss the cut. So that's my pick, Colin Morikawa. Give us, uh, give us quiches. He's going to go with my uh, winner pick, Brooks Kepka. <laughs> it's which, funny how often this happens. Yeah. <laughs> One of us which, picks I mean, me. he probably plays – to the whole like he's not going to be that good with a short game again this week which makes sense too so yeah he's gonna so that, i mean uh yeah and i i don't know well you never know with golf's weird you can't it's so hard to predict golf it's just like it just seems yeah. like a crazy pick but then of course my morikawa pick is crazy but who knows so uh good pick there brooks missing the cut which for sure be surprising um all right so give us your uh your winner or sorry your, your miscut this week so brooks is the bomber Champ's a bomber. Uh, Bryson, obviously, the bomber. Uh, Rom's a bomber. So, I guess the theme of what my picks were with Webb Simpson is the guy that I'm going to take. And he's I've, – I've talked about him before as being Mr. Reliable. But if the conditions play the way he can't get that carry-in role, he's going to be put in situations where it's going to be really tough to get it in proximity to the hole and make some putts. So, mm-hmm. he's – a He's steady, but at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see him on the weekend. Yeah, given the conditions and everything, if Webb is in the contention at the end of the tournament, you can it just proves how well he has played uh, throughout the week because exactly. he's, he's going to have to be like perfect, whereas uh, a lot of the other guys can can kind of be off in a little bit and and potentially put up which similar he's very scores. capable. Of. 
healthy. Absolutely, yeah. Well, that's why it would be the most. That's why it's the most surprising player to miss the cut. So, (laughs) if it was who's the crappiest player in the field, we could pick Sandy Lyle, who has two hundred and fifty plus two hundred and fifty thousand. He won a master, so he's going to play every year till he probably till he (laughs) dies. Because I would do that. Um, So uh, yeah, Yeah, so good picks, interesting picks this week. Yeah, we'll have to uh, see how it all pans out, and we'll get our we'll get these uh, posted up a little bit later, and then of course we'll recap everything uh, early next week. So, all right. Before we get out of here, let's do our one big thing. We kind of hit on it earlier, but I, I just want to know, it's finally Masters week. What's the, what's the thing you're looking forward to the most this week? Uh, Bryson DeChambeau. First tee box. Um, I mean, I'm going to be at work, but I might find a way to watch it. We'll see, depending <laughs> on how productive I can be. But, I mean, I just, just want to see – I just want to see the show. Like, light it up, brother. Absolutely. I would agree. Uh, we kind of hit on it earlier too. I guess my the thing I'm looking forward to the most is just how's this fall Masters going to go? Like what's yeah. what's going to look like? How the guy's going to play? How's the course going to play? Is what's it going to be like with no fans? Um, that's kind of an obvious one, but that's you know I've I've been looking forward to it for for these reasons. Uh, and obviously, yeah, I, I agree with you, Bryson. Bryce, the Bryson show is going to be awesome. So yeah. Masters week, baby, we finally made it. Uh, we got a couple more days, obviously before we, before the show starts, but. Um, the anticipation I couldn't be anticipating it more I'm, I'm pumped um, all right well that is it for us on the big stick golf podcast as always super appreciate everybody uh, listening in we will be back next week uh, kind of recapping the masters and our picks and how everything went it's going to be super interesting so stay tuned for that as always though really appreciate it we will talk to you next week have a good day Thank you for listening to the Big Stick Golf Podcast. I mean, the crowd was unbelievable. We should see the best players in the world. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. I wish we could play in front of crowds like this, you know, every single week. Until next time, take care. Otto Palmer is the master champion of 1960. He has birdies.